Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football is back, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering info, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your free, with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code believe that's B L E A V to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show where of course we wax poetic about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J love Adams. And with me as always is my, my, my fellow hater. And he not only played, <laughs> he not only played in the uh, played professional baseball, but he also played in the National Football League in that first Super Bowl bound uh, Atlanta Falcons football team. What is good, my brother? Hey, we just saw victory, man. So I was right in the world. I mean, you know, it's yeah. all good. We can ready to talk about this one. Man, and, uh, I mean, lots to talk about. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, so here we go. So that so as we are uh, recapping this. Uh, we the the football game just ended 42 34 the Arizona Cardinals were victorious over the New Orleans Saints so the Arizona Cardinals are now three and four and this the, the uh, New Orleans Saints fall to two and five a couple of pick sixes that went on in this game it was it was high scoring I think I heard a I heard a stat that this this is the most points that the Arizona Cardinals have scored under the uh, Cliff Kingsbury uh, era or regime or whatever you want to call it so definitely want to get into this um, what was interesting was you shouldn't need your daddy to make you do your chores. You shouldn't need your yeah. daddy to make you do your chores because you're supposed to do your chores no matter what, especially since if it was ingrained in you, if you were taught, this is what you need to do. This is how you, this is what you need to do to, to make sure that you are contributing to this household because all you need to do is go to school, get good grades and make sure you do your chores, keep your room clean, do the dishes, all that type of stuff. Right. I think, you know, yes, where sir. I'm going with this. DeAndre Hopkins is gone. He comes back and all of a sudden you want to target all these wide receivers and you want to try to, fit holes in fit balls into these different spaces and stuff like that. Maybe I'm a hater. Maybe, maybe I'm a hater or maybe I'm just looking at things as the way that they maybe just thinking that it, maybe it's confidence. If you want to look at it on the positive side of things, or is it a reluctance to embrace the change that happens around you? We can get into all of that as we get into this game, but what did you see that impressed you this game? Easy. I was impressed with, uh, you know, the fact that for the first time this year, in my opinion, they didn't look stale. Yeah. He came out, you know, yes, yes, little little movement, you know, and I like you you mentioned they, you know, did it just take DeAndre Hopkins coming back to all of a sudden get this creativity and get this 
you know, kind of vibe going and everything. I wouldn't even like say that. creativity. Um, I wouldn't even say yeah. creativity, but go on. Urgency. What's the, what's the, I'll go with that uh, one. I'll go with that one. I'll go with that one. Okay. Urgency, you know, uh, this game, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. Uh, you know, we had some good, I still think we had a little bad out there Yeah, and even a couple uglies, you know, so a lot to clean up. The good thing about a game like this, Jay, is it's a W, you know, Yes. Uh, so far this year, we've been cleaning up, having to clean up a lot of messes after some pretty ugly losses um you know aided a little bit by the uh uh new orleans saints but that second quarter you know once again only three points in the first quarter yeah we're still a total of six points on the entire season in the first quarter but they were moving the ball um then in the second half second quarter i should say came the explosion the back-to-back pick sixes uh you know i was encouraged by what i saw from the defense especially because the defense continues to impress this is the one time so when you look at it if they're what this is uh what this is now game this is just game seven so one seventh of the games have been where we looked and said the offense really really did some things because even with that las vegas raiders comeback win it was still that i wouldn't necessarily say it was an offense explosion even if you look at the two pick sixes you take that what 12 points out of that so that would still be you know so we're looking at you know 30 points from the from the offensive side of the ball but still you can't you can't knock it because that can give confidence going into the to the upcoming weeks and sometimes this was a situation where the defense actually set the tone if yeah. you ask me. And I think that's a good thing. And sometimes, you know, here's the thing. They don't give you half a point or three and a half points for a victory. And then, mm-hmm. you know, when it's a total team effort. Yes. And in these instances, you know, the offense was still kind of almost like in the middle of the ring, just kind of jab, jab. And, and here came the haymaker with those pick sixes, kind of set the tone once we get out on top. Mm-hmm. Then it was pretty much us dealing, you know, doing what we had to do. The, the one thing I didn't really like Jay was the fact that we made this a ball game even down the end though. Yeah. This is one of those ones where I kind of thought, you know, especially after you got the pick sixes, we seemed like we were running away with this one. And we came out in the second half and it got really stale for a little bit. You know, we let them kind of just hang around. Even if you think about it, they were a an onside kick away from miracle. You know, when we shouldn't have it felt like one of those games where we should have just almost like we blew them out but we really didn't but yeah, you know not yeah. to be nit- we can't really be nitpicky because it is a, a good win especially on a short week that's the one thing we also the caveat we have to throw in True. is that you know both these teams just played a game you know four days ago so this is a, a good victory on the short week now what you hope and we'll get into it obviously as we move into next week but now what you hope is everybody has a good feeling in their gut they get away for a few days you got the mini buy it's still not our full buy but now right. no game on sunday you know you got some few extra days to relax a little bit and and like i said it's much easier to have a a good mini buy off of a w so this is one of those ones where it's like okay you, you know and then the other thing and i know especially on our show on saturday you and i are going to jump into it is the heat seemed to really be turned up on kingsbury a little bit a little hot yeah. a little yeah. hot around here in the desert and yeah. i think this will kind of squelch some of that for a little bit uh, i guess some will now call him a genius for the next seven and a half eight days yeah. nine days until we till we meet again but you know like i said good victory for the cardinals uh 
I think there's a lot of positive to pull from this and also still some negative to try to overcome. This is one of the interesting things and I want to get into what you mentioned and I'm, and I think I'll give uh, one of your cool little analogies from what something that something that we do on our radio show. And I think it'll make sense when it comes to Kingsbury and, and Kyler, but this is kind of where the numbers can tell the story, but this is because the, the defense was opportunistic in terms of because uh, Dalton had three interceptions. So the, the rushing the the rushing yards for the New Orleans Saints, 85 rushing yards. And that's when you're playing from behind at the end of the half. They were down, what, 25 to uh, – no, 28. Pardon me, let me look at that. 28 to uh, 14. So so you're sometimes you're going to let go of that running game to try to pass the ball a little bit more and try to put it in the air and see what, see what type of things that you can do there. One of the things that was interesting to me, and this is, again – a slight indictment on Kingsbury and his ability to use the offensive weapons that he has. Because when we look at Taysom Hill, that dude, I mean, there's things I can say off, off air with, with, in terms of with Taysom Hill, with, with some of the things that, that he, the way he's used and maybe the, some of the acclaim that he gets or some of the praise that he gets. But, uh, but they, they try to use him in a lot of different ways. They, they line him up all kinds of different places to be able to do what? Take advantage of the skill set that he has. And that's something that, again, still needs to be done when it comes to the various players that we have here, the, the talented players that we have, uh, with the, with the Arizona Cardinals. But I want to get into a little bit of, uh, to uh, 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 Kyler Murray, so 204 yards, 20 for 29, um, you know, passer rating or you know what 100.4, but he targeted DeAndre Hopkins 14 times, and the most after that was Eno Benjamin with five targets. I just worry that he's just way too dependent on him. It's the first game, so we got to win, so that's yeah. great. So again. A victory is a victory. It's better to be three and four than to be two and five. I get that. But if that is his safety, if that is his security blanket, they need to be doing something else to be able to give him a very close one, one A to the, you know, one B to the one A, if you get what I'm saying there. But, um, but, but Hopkins comes in, he does his thing. He gets, uh, he ends up getting some penalties called on, on the defensive backs that were covering him. So he, he's out there doing what he's supposed to do, but are there still some things, a couple of plays, I really noticed the, the throwing motion for, for, um, for Kyler Murray. It just seems like a, a longer motion than it needs to be. Maybe that's just me. I know you watched the game a different way, but were you impressed with, with Kyler Murray? Uh, were you, was it middle of the, middle of the road with him? What were your thoughts? He had, uh, what, 30 rushing yards this game. Yeah, middle of the road for me. And one of the things, and let's speak on what you just talked about, the fact that 14 targets for DeAndre, uh, like you said, next uh, receiver, five targets, right? Okay, so here's the, the issue that I have with that is because you got to remember, last time DeAndre Hopkins even suited up for a game was, what, sometime week whatever last year, yeah. right, before he went out with the hamstring? Yes, sir. No preseason. Obviously, the first six games of this season, no DeAndre. So what does that tell you, Jay? Nobody had any film. Now we all know how they usually use them. You know, they were, but teams would have to go back to last year yes. to kind of get a feel for how to approach this offense, uh, you know, meaning DeAndre Hopkins being in it. So, okay, so now you come out, you target them 14 times. Teams are going to get the film now. They're going to look at it. And this is one of the criticisms you and I had Last year, as we came down the stretch and we seemed to falter, there was no counterpunch. There was no, 
You know, if it wasn't DeAndre Hopkins, it was all basically it was all DeAndre Hopkins. If it wasn't him, we had no attack really. And then once we lost him at that offense, he was pretty much, you know, we were pretty much floating in the water, dead in water. So what happens is teams are going to look at this film. They're going to look at how to bracket him. They're going to look at, you know, different ways to shade to him, et cetera, et cetera. And if that's your only punch, meaning that's your go-to every single time, teams are going to eventually figure out how to stop that as they did last year toward the end of the season. We didn't have a counter. The next thing you know, we're scuffling again. So this renaissance of, oh, here we go. You know, that's all we needed was to get DeAndre back in the game. No, you have to get be creative with how you, one, get him back in the game. I, you know, I saw him in motion a couple times, which was good. But we're going to be be creative in terms of how we use utilize our entire – he should be like the whipped cream on top. Yeah. He can't be the whole cake and the whipped cream. Yeah. Like I said, at some point you're going to run out of – options to go to him and then like you're going to start forcing like it this. you're going to start forcing start it because forcing you say nah, yeah. he's just always open and then you're missing yeah. out on some of the again we drafted a drafted a tight end in the second round of the, in the second round of the draft yeah. so you got to use him you got you have Ertz who is a supremely talented receiver at the tight end Four position targets. And, Two and, receptions, and so you, 21 yards. You what you got to do something, man. You you shouldn't have to. It shouldn't take him coming back for you to be for you to feel comfortable. And if and that might be, and it's not to make light of that of that homework clause, but that might be where you should have been trying to build a rapport with some of those other some of the other members of the receiving core. Something that was even mentioned on the game, and I was keeping my eye on when in the third quarter, especially we had the lead put to, put together. We had uh, you know three and outs to start our first two possessions of the second half. What I didn't like there was an even uh, uh, possession where we started up pretty much backed up yeah. somewhere near our ten yard line or so, and instead of coming out and saying okay we're going to run the ball and make them stop the run and and, and doing so also run some clock we're out there all of a sudden trying to, you know, with a big lead now. Yeah. And, and the, the danger, dangerous part of that is we all know there's tip passes, there's interceptions, things like that. That's how you let teams back in. Yeah. The way you don't let teams back into a game is you, can, you say, okay, we're going to run the ball. You know we're going to run the ball. Now stop us. I did not see any even attempt at that by the Cardinals. And I know sometimes you, you know, you still have to be creative. You don't want to sit on the ball or anything like that. But what, what, uh, message would you be sending to your team, Jay, if you said you got the offensive lineman together and you said, hey, look, guys, we got this lead, you know, somewhat thanks to the defense, but let's do them a favor. Let's go out here and let's strap it up. Let's start going downhill. We're going to chew up some of this clock, and we're also going to, you know, work on our running game. And we couldn't even do not even with a lead. We, we couldn't got the even backup do that. in there at the center position as well. So, yeah, yeah. so you better try to, to try to develop those calluses as a unit. Exactly. This would have been, there's no good time to be experimenting with stuff, but this would have been a good time to, you know, break out that portion of your game and say, let's, you know, let's grind this out, you know, because what's going to happen, Jay, we all know the closer you get to the end of the season, some of these games become more and more critical. They mm-hmm. all come down to one possessions, especially when you're playing some of these better teams, it gets to a point where you have to pull your, we, we used to call it the four minute offense. Yes. That was when I like okay. somebody like a coach Reeves would come to us and say, look, it's four minute time. Uh, and this, what that meant is we got a lead. We want to try to protect it. We want to take some time off the clock, grind it, get some first downs, yes. make them use timeouts and shorten this game. And that's, I mean, and bro, when we used to get in four minute, 
And all like you say, you had six minutes left on the clock. We used to get in the four minute offense and yeah. start grinding and grinding. Next thing you know, we're down to two and some chains, and they use that last timeout. That's got to feel good, man. Bro, your offensive line gets hyped. We're sitting in the huddle. I've been in a few of them, right? You're in there and you're like, man, one more first down. We can call this a wrap, right? You get, you grab my first down. I mean, by inches, whatever it is. And you get up and you see that V on the sideline. V for victory, bro. So we get in that formation and call it a day. I'm looking, and and the Cardinals, I don't know if they even have that in their identity. Today would have been a great opportunity to show it, meaning let's run this ball. Show that we can do it. Get in, get Murray under center. You know, get into some different formations. Put a fullback there, a fullback back there. By God, you know what? What crazy sense would that even make? And let's just go I formation downhill. Try to stop us. That type. Oh, of so, that would mean that would mean getting under center. Can't do that. That so. would mean getting under center. And and, yeah, and once yeah. again, I want to preface this by saying it's a victory. Yes, but what there there are and there's no you don't get style points, but these are the type of things you're looking for, for those, not just, Hey, we want to make the playoffs, but those championship teams, they have the many different ways that they can skin that cow. And I'm watching, like I said, I'm out there watching this team with a, you know, 20, 20 point lead, whatever it was at one point. I'm like, well, where's the run where you guys, you know, and I was a little, that's the part, the portion of this offense that I was really disappointed in was the fact that we couldn't just strap it on and just like, you know, Hey, come meet us in the middle of the ring. We're going to punch you in the mouth, grind out a few first downs and, you know, wrap this one up early. The fact that we were still, you know, you know, and I mean, I, you know, onside kicks, those are a dime a dozen these days. You don't really don't convert those. But even right. the fact that after everything, two pick sixes, you know, seems like we were semi-successful offensively and we're still fighting down the stretch to wrap that one up. That just seemed a little strange to me. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So before I get, I mentioned who I think should be, who's probably going to be, I, I, he'll be mentioned definitely in terms of his performance on the offensive side of the ball. But I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Hamilton, Wilson, Simmons, all with interceptions. Again, the the uh, the latter two, they uh, had touchdowns in terms of with their interceptions. Simmons was very impressive too. He reached back, got that, and then you saw him turn that big man, turn him Jets on too. There you go. Now, oh. I, th- I think Eno Benjamin was was kind of, was an unsung hero in this game. But to your point about the about running the ball, if again, this is where numbers don't necessarily tell the story. Because if I said to you, man, Ed, they had 137 yards rushing, you say, man, that's a good job. They must have just been they stuck to the running game. Well, no, because you know Benjamin had that one long run of 45 yards, and so that's mm-hmm. one of those things. And he had what in terms of receiving. He had uh, 21 yards receiving, but, but it's those types of things where you want to, let's continue to feed that man. Let's see what we can do to see what we can establish there. So here's something now on our radio show, easy sports talk that, <laughs> that, uh, that runs every Saturday from 10 to 12 here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. Uh, it, so oftentimes we joke about it. We, we, we joke and we, we give each other a hard time because we, we, we are, we are not only friends, but we brothers, right? So that's, that's how we yes, do sir. it. And sometimes we'll say, don't be trying to embarrass me in comp- in front of company. That's what we'll say sometimes. Cause that's just one of our inside jokes. So you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> yes, I sir. swear to God, Ed, I know that if preach. I said, to, I know if I said to you, if we started yelling during the, during the show, during the middle of a segment, towards the end of a segment, I'm yelling at you. Maybe you missed something or you yelling at me because I did because I said something wrong or whatever it was. 
oh, there, there's going to be some furniture moving one way or the other when it comes to that break. Because we, you don't, res, you don't disrespect each other. There's a difference between yelling and having a disagreement. And we've had disagreements on the air. It is nothing to that extent, but we've had disagreements mm-hmm. on the air. Okay. So that's cool. So it's all good. And we move on to the next one and we, we dap it up and say good segment and keep it moving. But one of the things that concerns me is that Kyler McPhail, you say he's smelling himself, smelling himself a little bit, oh, feeling himself to, to, to start yelling at the quarterback. And these exchanges are not unique because we see them happen between quarterback and coach. We saw them happen when, uh, when, when Kurt Warner was here with, uh, I forget the gentleman's name. He, he went on to coach, uh, for the, the Kansas City Chiefs for a couple of years as well. But, but we've seen those types of exchanges, right? But, um, what did you think about that? Because it's towards the end of the first half. We're getting to so Kyler is upset because the the play call is not coming in fast enough. He's he gets to the sideline. Timeout is called. He is yelling at at Cliff Kingsbury, yelling at him. The the a couple of players Hands have to kind of try to too. try to start calming him down. Yeah, you better you better keep your voice down. You better watch your tone. You better you. I'm just saying. And it didn't seem that even with all that stuff going on, that Cliff was upset enough to say all right dog now we oh you want to talk about it then let's talk about it but what what were your thoughts about that and is that just an aberration or does could that be a, a seed that's planted for something later on in the season bro we have talked about this you and i specifically and there are different there are all kind of ways to do things you know i'm I'll, let me take back to my baseball days yes as a, as a, a hitter i always knew I'm never going to show an umpire up because I've seen what can happen when you show an umpire up, Yeah, you know, ball, obvious ball, two inches off the ground, dudes will turn around and in front of thousands of people, basically call the umpire out in front of all those people. Right. <laughs> and disrespect him. Yeah. You know what you can guarantee? Let that next pitch be six inches or seven or a foot off the plate. You can guarantee you're going to get rung up. Right. Right. This is a form of disrespect. Same thing goes for my head coach on the sideline. Man, could you imagine going over to uh, Bill Belichick or Mike Tomlin or somebody like that? And here's the thing. It's one thing to be verbal. He was actually throwing the hands out too. Man. Like, what, like you know, basically what the F are you doing? Like that kind of thing right there. Bro, I'm going to take this. We're going way back on this one. Okay. You remember the first time you were in a candy aisle at the store? <laughs> And and you all of a sudden, you know, I want some candy. We yeah. ain't getting no candy. We ain't got no money for no candy. I want some candy. And all of a sudden you started to show you behind. Yeah. There were times, I mean, there were times when my mom, she was like, oh, okay, wait till I get you. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Cause yes, see, sir. But when you went to that level and disrespect yeah. to her, bruh, it was on in the candy aisle. Yeah. I mean, we ain't even waiting till we get outside. Yes. When you're going to show me that type of disrespect, in front of people or, you know, I remember the Quentin, you know, the, my, my son, I love him to death. Yes, right? sir. Yes, sir. He knows how to act in front of me when we're alone in his house. Right. Mm-hmm. One time, Jay, one time we were on a baseball field. He was playing baseball, something like that. And I was trying to talk to him and he figured, well, we're out here in public, you know, we can't do nothing to me out here in public, you know, yeah. so he's going to, he going to bow up. Right. I was like, whoa. I mean, <laughs> I had to let him know right then and there. I don't care. We could be like we could be in church, bro. And ain't nothing stopping me from dragging your little behind yes, out sir. into the hallway if I have to 
Or if it's that bad, you're going to disrespect me like that in front of people. I'm going to show people how I react to that type of disrespect right here. Yes. Kingsbury showed me absolutely zero. Oh. The fact that he's sitting there having a conversation with him like that. Yeah. You know what could have happened, Jay? In a lot of instances, Coach would have been like, hey, do me a favor. Come on and put your helmet on the bench real quick. Um, who's our backup, Jay? Yeah. Um, uh, McCoy. You know, McCoy, hey, Colt, suit up. Even if it's just for a series, because yeah. I want to let you know this is my ship. You don't you don't run this, yeah. and you're not going to disrespect me in front of all these people. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of instances, that would have happened. I don't care who you are, who you think you are. Come mm-hmm. over here. I want you to sit. Don't even talk to me. I want you to go over there and sit and watch for a minute or two. Kyler has gotten way too big for his britches to think that he can talk to his head coach like that. And I've had some head coaches that, I mean, you might have, bruh, <laughs> no, you don't want to try that one. Yeah. yeah Kingsbury got caught, got punked by his quarterback Man. on the yeah. field in front of the whole world watching on Thursday night. Yeah. Got punked. We questioned oh. his create. We questioned his, his, I was gonna I was gonna say offensive acumen, but his his ability or penchant for creativity when it comes to what his what his expertise is supposed to be. So that so that given that you still don't go ahead and disrespect somebody like that in public because I know even for all the things that we see the mistakes and the shortcomings. Seriously, no pun intended. I swear with Kyler Murray that he is. And, and Cliff is standing up there saying, nah, it's on me, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. So he's taking the bullets and taking the arrows, right? So having said all that, you better, if you got an issue with that man, you better go over there and maybe, and so lean into him and say, yo, Cliff, coach, man, we got to get this, oh, come on now. But you're not going to be, you're not going to be so demonstrative in your actions, in your, in your movements, in your hand movements and all this stuff. So people can read your lips about how you trying to disrespect me. Dog, oh, victory up, or not, dog? I don't. I no. That's 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 not. Here, here's the other. Here's the other thing too. The players see that. The other yes. players see that. And then look at that and say, "Oh, had, oh, that's what it is. Oh, that's what's going DeAndre down." DeAndre Hopkins hasn't been there for six weeks of the regular season, right? Mm-hmm. He's sitting there trying to pull him away. Like, come on, dog. No, no. Come on, come on, Bruh, In most instances, you would have had to pull a head coach off his behind. Speak on. It'd have been like, coach, yo, coach, wait, wait, come on, coach. You gonna man, bro? I just. And you know who else sees this, though, Jay? Who? Ownership Ooh. and other head coaches around the league and other organizations around the league. Yeah. If they're looking at because eventually, then nothing is forever. Say right. this job comes to an end for Kingsbury, maybe not this year, next year, whenever it comes. That is, you know, I always talk about whenever you ask me, like people ask me, hey, do you have the number to something? Let me check my mental Rolodex. That's what I always say. This has been logged into the mental Rolodex of a whole bunch of people, players, yeah, ownership, yeah, um, uh, coaches on the staff, yeah. I mean, you name it. People saw this, and that was a sign of weakness. Right Somebody's there. gonna be getting a call. On the, I know I, it seems like we're making too much of this, but this is one of those things where a small thing can become a big thing. Where somebody, I'm sure that one of the members, somebody on that team is has either has a text or is getting a call. Not to, maybe not today, but tomorrow. Hey, dog, I saw what happened with you and your coach, man. What, what your coach, what, what your man, Kyler, what's, what's good with that? It's, it's, it's like that over there. Oh, no, nah, man. It's not, nah, it, it ain't that. It looked let like me, it, dog. Pull, so, you let, know what I'm saying? Let me pull something up for you real quick, Jay. We're three and four right now, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And this, this, this dude wants to call. Now, 
over the next bunch of weeks, we got a Seattle team that we just lost to, but mm. they're coming here. So, okay, you got to go to L.A., yep. to San Fran, who just picked up your boy McCaffrey. So okay. I, I don't know if you saw that. Yep, I then saw we that. Gotta go, we got Chargers coming in here. When do we go to Pacers Mexico? That are playing better. The one of That's those games the, is in later Mexico. in the season. Okay, got gotcha. Okay, let me see which one. That might be the – okay, so maybe that, that San Fran game yeah, is I think in that might um, be Mexico. Mexico. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. But what I'm my, – my point is – Three and four, right? And yeah. you you want to? I mean, this is the easy part of this. You know, we got through the toughest, the tough start. Now we got a little softness in here in the middle, yeah. bro. You let us lose three out of our next four. Oh my then you God. know what happens? Yeah. You know what happens then, OJ? Right mm. now, because you haven't admonished your son for coming home, not just coming home, but you remember when we were younger, you used to try to sneak in the house, right? <laughs> I mean, you come back and you, you you leave a back door open or something like that, yeah. you know, and you and you try to sneak in, right? Yeah. Now, you don't let him show himself, and like you said, smell his funk, right? Yeah. Now, he walking in at 2.30 in the morning, kicking the front door open, coming yeah. up the stairs, wanting to eat in the, you know, and turn the television <laughs> on, and, and he ain't even trying to hide it now, because that's what's going to happen yeah. as we get further. You know, like I said, we, if this train doesn't all of a sudden correct itself and start going upward and say we hit another skid here with yeah. some of these tough games coming up. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to be cussing you out at the Thanksgiving Day table with grandma <laughs> and grandpa and everybody sitting around. He ain't going to wait for everybody to leave. He's going to be cussing you out right there, right there in front of everybody. So, yeah, yeah. bad precedent. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So, so again, we do this show twice a week. This week, it was a little bit of a different schedule. We'll be back on regular schedule next week. You know, we'll do it Monday just to, to again, reflect on some of the things that result after this game. And we'll see if maybe we – are we blowing things out of proportion? I don't think so because I'll be doggone if I'm going to let some dude that – woo. Good luck. Oh, and you and you missed the opportunity. You missed the opportunity right then because you can't go into the press conference and say, well, that'll never happen again because it already happened and you didn't do nothing about it. And you can't go into the Monday press conference or whatever it is and say, well, that'll never happen again because it already happened and you didn't do nothing. And I'm not saying you had to grab him by his throat, but you better you better meet him with the same amount of aggression. And as you said, maybe try to say, hey, I'm going to sit you for a series. I'm not a fool. I'm not going to lose this game, but I'm going to show you with that I'm the coach and you're going to sit when I say sit. So you know you know what I'm waiting for, Jay? They're that? gonna have the press conference and they're gonna ask Kyler about the situation. Kyler looked like you were a little heated when you come. Sometimes you just gotta let them know who's in charge around here, you know. <laughs> I mean, I had you know, bruh. <laughs> when you when when I'm on your team, you better stay woke. You better stay woke, bruh. That's include my coach. You better stay woke too. <laughs> oh no. So we do this twice a week. So uh so this week is a little bit different, but we do it Mondays and Thursdays. Mondays we typically typically look back on the most recent game and have our reactions to it. And then on Thursday we look ahead to the next uh, to the next opponent and wrap up some things that have been happening during the course of the week. Again, this week Hudson was out again. We know that P was out for the season. Uh we know that Marquise Brown is gonna be out for at least the, the next month. Those are different things. And, I, and I'm not saying my, my brother Hudson is not injured, but if he was already thinking about 
you know, maybe retiring last season. You know, man, I, I hurt my pinky. I don't know. I'm again. I'm just. I'm just saying these are things to consider because if your mind's not in it, and then so diff- it's like having that injury. Is my feet are hurting right now, right? So my my right foot was hurting, and then my left foot started hurting. So I'm limping a little bit. So when I start running again on tomorrow, I might be a little bit off kilter, and hopefully not trying to have some other injury because I'm overcompensating. Those are the things that you think about when it comes to your team. But so on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon. J. Love Adams, and we are presented by Bet Online. And as we always say around this time, I mean, we're not haters, dog. We just, you know, we just try to like we see, it, like we see it, right? So as we always say around this time, tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on here at Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. And I always say, are you kidding? Till next week, be easy out there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.